Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 19th of December 2012. For newcomers, as always, I advise you to make good use of my website, CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com and help yourself to the free audios for download because there's so many of them and they go through the system you're born into and you've been, under, you've been involved in warfare your whole life and you never knew it. You never knew there was a group that declared war upon you uh, before you were born. And a lot of them didn't get born because of it, actually. And also on your parents before you, and your grandparents too. Perpetual war to change all of society into the way that this particular minority wanted it to be changed into. And they didn't declare it on you, didn't tell you they were under it. They came out in different fashions and actually got you to do the campaigning yourselves. We're awfully good at adopting campaigns when when we're convinced eventually by these people that we're all victims. But anyway, go into the, the website, make good use of it, and you'll start to understand the big system that you, that's the New World Order, as they call it today, the global society, and why everything's happening the way it's happening today, uh, at rapid pace, in fact, because this is the century of change. The big boys said it themselves in their own books over 100 years ago that this would be the century of change. By this time, they have, would have debased us so much, basically, destroyed the cultures of the countries uh, completely until we're at their mercy and we're into this flux of massive change. And once you have a complete flux, nothing to hold on to, you can really ramp it forward and bring in this utopia for the ones who brought it all to you not for you, mind you. And I go through this, this, the history of it, so help yourself at the website cuttingthroughthemedics.com. Member two, you, you can also get print-ups of a lot of the talks I've given and all the, the sites I have listed there, and you can go into alanwattsentinel.eu for transcripts and other languages for print-up. And you are the audience that bring me to you, and uh, I always get this out the way, run, pester you all the way through the, the broadcast, which is wrong, of course, I should do it all through the broadcast, but uh, uh, you can keep me going by buying the books and discs at cuttingthroughthematrix.com, and you can also donate. And uh, I'm serious about it, too. I really need the donations to come in because it's a bad, bad time, bad year. And, of course, we're all going through this hyperinflation idea of austerity, as I like to call it today, rather than poverty, which is what it really means bringing down into poverty by a bunch of multi-billionaires and trillionaires. And um, to do so from the U.S., you can go into the site and you can find you can still use personal checks to Canada. You can also use international postal money orders from your post office to Canada. Uh, you can send cash or use PayPal. And across the world, you've got Western Union MoneyGram and PayPal once again. And remember, straight donations are awfully, awfully welcome indeed. But we're, we're rapidly going through the changes. Now, whenever the big boys want something to happen in a cultural fashion, to weaken the cultures again was left of them. And I don't mean what is left of them. There's not much culture left in most of the countries because that was the main obstacle of a minority coming in to take over, in fact. Uh, that had become the dominant minority themselves, so that to oust the, the previous dominant minority and then give you a different culture. 
which everyone's adopted and adapted to very easily, uh, time stage by stage, until we're completely defunct. And then the boys turn around to the top and tell you, look how dysfunctional you all are. And we still need this to happen and this to happen and this to happen. So they give you all the appropriate things to happen to make you say to government, please do something. And, of course, that's they come through with the laws they had already drafted up long ago. And they blow off the dust and implement them. That's how you do things in real life, you understand, in society for social change. And social engineers, of course, are behind this too. They were implanted in all universities a long, long time ago. They moved in from the Soviet system. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, I'm back. We're cutting through the matrix. Now, I've mentioned that the big boys have lots of plans for us, and of course they've implemented them all your lives, and you've adapted to each stage of upgrading your own way of looking at life or, or behavior, behavior modification, and you didn't even know it because everyone was adapting at the same time because you're living in such a scientifically controlled system, plus all the media is owned by the same people, basically. And you think you've got lots of various news articles to read, but it's all from the same sources. And believe you me, uh, it, it's all connected together. Nothing gets out there that you're not supposed to think about or know about. That's exactly what Brzezinski talked about many years ago in one of his books in the 1970s, that eventually the public won't be able to think or talk about anything the following day. All they can talk about is the previous night's news. And that's what you're given, all your trivia, etc., and also, you, you see things at face value, like a picture is worth a, a thousand words, as they say. And if you go back to even the polio scams that were going on to get the, the vaccines through, they kept showing you the same boy in the iron lung. It was just, just the same boy in an iron lung. It looked horrific, and of course it terrified everybody. Did a great job of getting everyone injected with polio vaccine, which they admitted afterwards, and Sock himself said it too. And I've even put the old, old clips up of him talking about it. He knew there was, there was cancer viruses amongst it, you know. Uh, and he thought it was that the, it outweighed all the risks and all the rest of it, getting polio vaccination. But anyway, we've been tampered with our whole lives long. So they give you things like that. Same with the mad cow disease in Britain. When they wiped out pretty well all the livestock of Britain, all the animals were slaughtered. Had pyramids of burning cattle and pigs and everything in Britain uh, all over the media. Look it all up and see it. Horrific, horrific. Because they kept showing you one clip of one cow going across a farmyard uh, and dragging its back legs. Now, you can get the same effects by a local anaesthetic into the spine. But just the one cow, for all that time that went, they went back to the one cow. Months it lasted, one cow. And that's how things are done in this world. And remember, too, that ties in, and it almost worked in Britain, because the people for a little while became primarily vegetarian. And that's exactly what all the big boys and the New Agers and the Greenies have been talking about, creating a vegetarian world. Alvin Toffler has it in his book, The Third Wave, and Newt Gingrich has been promoting that. He says, we shall create a vegetarian world. And it must be so. He didn't say why it must be so, but he said it. Nonetheless, nowadays, of course, they say that it takes, oh, it's so much 
field, acreage and so on, to, to grow that uh, uh, f- feed for the cattle, etc., and uh, and all that kind of stuff. They even go after your pets and say, do you know how much it costs to feed your pets? Uh, they're very ruthless in the scientific dictatorship, you understand. But what I'm saying is they give you the events and then they give you a collective punishment. Same with the bank crashes. They kept talking about bringing the world into austerity in academia. And bingo, the banks crash on cue. They knew for years they were going to crash it, and they kept at it to the end, knowing they were all going to get bailed out, by the way. They had lots of meetings amongst themselves, knowing they were going to get bailed out. But it was necessary to bring in this new term called austerity, worldwide. And the United Nations, of course, is involved with all of this conology as well. But you find the people who came in and taught you your social sciences, as I say, they all came in uh, the 1930s. They flooded in from different countries across what were the communist blocs and so on, and the German blocs. And they, a lot of them got false IDs and false credentials. They were basically communists. And they were, got, were given jobs right into universities across Britain, Europe, and the U.S. without question. And then they started their, 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 their move to change the, and destroy the present existing cultures of the dominant minority at the top, obviously. And then they took over. So they always create the, 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 the thing to happen and then give you the answer, which is always collective punishment. That's the guise of it, at least, to get what they want. Now, the United Nations and all the big boys... And, and these radicals, these people who radicalize societies, that's what they do when they come in. They radicalize them through universities primarily and, they, and again, through the media which they own. Uh, they, they go after things like abortion, and it's like mandatory to get abortion in all countries. It was strange even reading a lot of the communist history where the father of Arm and Hammer, who changed the name to, to be at the Arm and Hammer of communism, uh, he was a backstreet abortionist, the, the father. An absolute communist that came into the U.S. and was performing it there. He was caught a few times. He had no credentials whatsoever. And it was a, a particular reason he gave for doing it. It wasn't for women. It was to stop tyrants rising. Unwanted children, they claimed, were tyrants. They ended up going for this particular group. And even Morgenthaler that were brought in abortion in Canada, I couldn't believe it when he said on television that he was doing uh, uh, the world a great favor of God's work. Uh, because otherwise these unwanted children would be, become another Hitler. That's what he said. No kidding. So it's a very real. Now, the Frankfurt School also went on that same uh, kick for a long, long time in all of the writings that all the peoples they came into, all the countries they moved into, were technically insane. And they'd have to get lifelong psychological evaluations. That's when they come out with these shootings, by the way, as well. They're already doing it in Scotland. They didn't have the shootings. And across parts of Europe as well. Sarkozy was heavily involved in this particular project. Now, getting back to Ireland, it says Ireland is to legalize abortion. And remember, Ireland has a constitution, just like the U.S. has got its own constitution. And it says, um, it says when the mother's life is at risk, including when she is suicidal in a historic move, unexpected to spark a major battle with the Roman Catholic Church. Well, if you understand history, the Roman Catholic Church was the only people who watched this, this people who moved into countries and what they did. They kept a record of it all. And in fact, the, the Catholic Church became the main enemy of this particular group.
And it says here that um, Aaron's cabinet took the decision Tuesday following a huge public outcry over the death of Savita Halapanever, a pregnant woman in October who died after her repeated requests for an abortion were refused while she was suffering a miscarriage. The Irish government has decided to repeal legislation that makes abortion a criminal act and to introduce regulations setting out when doctors can perform an abortion when a woman's life is regarded as being at risk, including by suicide. Dr. James Riley, the Irish Health Minister, said that the government was aware of the controversy surrounding abortion. He said, I know that most people have personal views on the matter. However, the government is committed to ensuring the safety of pregnant women. So here you have, it doesn't matter your personal views or, 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 or your cultural views. He says the government's committed to ensure the safety. This safety thing is the key they use with everything, safety. They can take you over in totalitarian systems like the U.S. under the guise of safety, right? And there's no safety when governments are totalitarian, believe you me. But of pregnant women in Ireland is maintained and strengthened. We must fulfill our duty of care towards them, he said. This is caring now is just to abort life, children. Right? And, and which means just well as throwing your constitution out, down the toilet. Because this is what they're doing. That's the first one. And go, what's next? Well, we know what's next. It's the same as every other country, as you all well know. Special rights and all the rest of it and so on. It says, for that purpose, we'll clarify in legislation and regulation what's available by way of treatment to women when a pregnancy gives rise to a threat to a woman's life. We'll also clarify what's legal for the professionals who must provide that care while at all times taking full account of the equal right to life of the unborn child and so on. But then you go into also this article here. It all ties in, you see. It says, Ireland's prospects of exiting its international bailout depend importantly on the delivery of European commitments, the International Monetary Fund has said. Now, I mentioned the International Monetary Fund last night. It's to be the big heavy, the heavy for the World Bank, the Bank for International Settlements. That's what it is. It's a big debt collector, too. And this was, it was set up by the Royal Institute for International Affairs, Council on Foreign Relations. Carl Quigley, the historian, talks about the whole darn thing. He says this is the system, the Bank for National Settlements at the top for the world, the World Bank, and the IMF to collect debts, run countries when they fail. And they literally come in and run your country. And I'm talking about all of the UN agenda comes with it. It says, so, so it says, in its latest quarterly report on the government's compliance with the terms of the bailout and its assessment of the state of the economy, the fund said risks to economic growth in Ireland have profound adverse implications for government debt sustainability. Stressing the fragility of Ireland's position, the fund said doubts on the financial markets about the state's capacity to repay its debt could easily re-emerge. So little threats here and there, you see. In its review, the IMF delivered a strongly worded signal to other members of the Troika and Eurozone member states. Delivery on European commitments, especially direct bank recapitalization, is critical, it said. Then you go into this one, and it says here. Now, this goes back to 1998, this article I'm about to read here. And you think these are all separate organizations, the IMF, World Bank, Bank for Internet, they all come under the United Nations. And this says here, and it says, um, Washington, it's from Reuters, House Majority Leader Dick uh, uh, Amy Army said Tuesday that the White House may have to negotiate with lawmakers on unrelated anti-abortion issues to garner the votes necessary for House approval of the International Monetary Fund bailout funds. It's starting to click here, folks. 
says Army, a Texas Republican, said efforts to reach a majority of votes for the IMF funding may require the Clinton administration to accept restrictions that bar agencies from using U.S. funds to lobby foreign governments to change their abortion laws. Is it starting to click, folks? We're going to continue to press uh, to relieve taxpayers of the burden of that kind of use of their money and every place where we have an opportunity to say so, he said. So I'll put this as quite a long article. So one of the conditions of getting this into the, this, this bill and so on is you must put through abortion, you see. And not only that, like places like the U.S., when they join it, they must, when they pick it a loan from the U.S. through the IMF, because this is what they do, we're all, we're all part of the IMF, then they mandate that you must also push the other countries to push abortion. Now it's the primary goal in the, in the U.S. today. It's the primary goal to push homosexual um, agendas from the United Nations. Who runs the United Nations? What is the United Nations? You have to do your history, folks. Awfully quickly. Back with more after this break. Hi, folks. We're cutting through the matrix and still in Ireland. It's amazing how certain quarters keep attacking Ireland because they're kind of holdouts in many ways to the dominant minority that now rules pretty well the world. But it says here, this is from the, from the Israeli embassy in Ireland. This is a post they put up. It says, it says, Israel's diplomatic corps finds itself in hot water after posting an inflammatory message on an official Facebook page. Although the message has now been deleted, this is not the first time Israel has used social media to post controversial views. That's putting it mildly. Since the message appeared on the Israel in Ireland Facebook page, which is linked to the official embassy site on Monday morning, the post comprised a painting of Mary and Jesus accompanied by the following caption. It says, A thought for Christmas. If Jesus and Mother Mary were alive today, they would, as Jews without security, probably end up being lynched in Bethlehem by hostile Palestinians. Just a thought, it says. The message sparked immediate heated debate, but was taken down within hours. And it says, um, it says so anyway, the, the image of the Jesus with the derogatory comment about Palestinians was posted without the consent of the administrator of the Facebook page. This is what they came back with. We've removed the post in question immediately. Apologies to anyone who may have been offended. I'm sure there's a big smile there too said an official statement from the Israeli embassy in Dublin. The message provoked a heated discussion, it says, and it says, since then the Israel and Ireland page has been shut down altogether and the link on the official website has been removed. It's not the first time the account, which is updated by unnamed embassy staff, broadcast strong opinions. Actually, it's giving you the finger, folks, I mean, because it's well known. Uh, about the particular religion that's, that's particularly hated. It says, it, it previously claimed that Palestinian children play how to launch a missile in order to hit innocent Israeli children, women and men. The apple does not fall far from the tree. And that pro-Palestinians is often just a politically correct cover for anti-Semitism. That's what it says in the post. 
Although a popular tourist destination for Israelis, Ireland has a tempestuous relationship with Israel. The Israeli mission, which is headed by Boaz Mose, who is deputized by his wife, Nurit Tunari Modei, has captured the headlines with his confrontational approach. Last year, Tanari Modi claimed in a letter that Ireland-based Jews should have their private information made public if they criticize their homeland, which is Israel. It says, yet the post doesn't appear to be an isolated incident. It appears an example of Israel's wider policy of Hasbara, which loosely translates as explanation. Hasbara is seen as a concerted effort to forcefully uh, promote Israeli views in the face of what Jerusalem perceived to be predominantly anti-Israel media coverage worldwide. Although the term appeared in the 1970s, the policy has gained new impetus with the ascent of social media. Within the semi-official policy, Israeli embassies have turned from bland conduits of diplomatic formalities to headline-grabbing broadcast stations. For example, ahead of the recent votes on the status of Palestine in the UN, the Israeli embassy in Washington posted a cartoonish video showing Palestinian President Mahmoud Abbas driving a bus full of radicals. At the end of the video, Abbas was faced with a fork in the road with UN membership leading to a war zone and an alternative to an idyllic land of peace. The video was widely lambasted as disrespectful in the media. And it goes on and on about different things too. But uh, there's definitely a, a much going on, you understand. You understand the history of all of this. If you don't if you don't look into it for yourself, don't look for other people's opinions. You've got to dig into the history yourself to find out actually what's going on. Because there's lots of folk there that'll put you off even investigating. I mean, Hollywood's already done that. Fantastic. And it's a way to make you hate particular segments of society or the churches, or any churches at all for that matter. And also from the Council on Foreign Relations, the ones who basically are run all the media of the planet, uh, the organization that formed uh, with all the, the bankers is the Royal Institute of International Affairs in London, England. They run every country's prime ministers and presidents. That's from their own history books, by the way, written by their own historian, Carol Quigley. And it says here, Newtown, Hanukkah, Joseph and Barack. It's from CFR. It says, for our family and closest friends, this month has been a season of celebrating bar mitzvahs, the Jewish coming of age of life for the 13-year-old boys and girls of Hanukkah, the eight-day festival of lights. Once a minor holiday, Hanukkah celebrates the martial bravery of the Maccabean revolt against Antiochus IV, who wanted to ban Jewish practice in Jerusalem. 20th century American Jews, hoping to compete with Christmas, elevated Hanukkah and made it mostly a children's holiday focused on miracles more than warfare. And it goes on, too, to talk, and then eventually gets into the shootings, the school shootings, you see, and uh, how it was terrible to watch President Obama address the Newton families in the community, the memorial, and so on. And it's obviously pushing, again, for, for more things to be done about it. But it was interesting, too, to see who wrote it, because this article for it, because there's a link on the CFR site. It takes you to their own person, um, their own particular person for the Council and Foreign Relations for the Brazilian Department in Brazil. So they've got departments in every country in the world because they're heavily involved in every country in the world, the CFR. And, of course, we have uh, the White House. It says, Ready's gun control plan is more children are laid to rest. 
And it says, Newtown, the White House revealed the first steps of a gun control plan Wednesday as a United States grief for victims. President Barack Obama's initiative addressed national outrage over the shootings in Connecticut, which prompted longtime gun rights supporters to reconsider their positions in a major private equity to put its gun-making businesses up for sale. And that was a terror bus I mentioned yesterday. And uh, it's interesting who owned it. He also lived in Newtown. By the way, I might put a link up tonight about that. Back with more after this break. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Hi, folks. I'm back. We're cutting through the matrix and reading an article. One of the many articles, I'll put them all up tonight, I have on on the shootings and so on. But it's to do with uh, President uh, Obama and and also talking about uh, Joe Biden and so on. It's to lead an effort to craft policies to reduce gun violence. And specific steps Biden recommends would be unveiled in Obama's State of the Union address, which is typically given towards the end of January. But Obama indicates some priorities. He says we're going to need making access to mental health at least as easy as at, to access as gun, a gun, he said. Now, and also too, Biden mentioned it earlier in this article to do with uh, basically mental states and so on. Could, I bet you, you see, I, I know what they're going to do. They want this particular group that runs the world, put this into the, even the United Nations a long, long time ago. And again, through the Frankfurt School and all the other organizations that joined them to do with testing every citizen's mental health. And I mentioned before, they're already doing it in Scotland from birth and through their their teenage years as well, but now it's in the adulthood as well. They want everyone tested on an ongoing basis for readjustment, you understand. If if you're not PC and your latest update didn't take because you questioned it, they'll make sure that you eventually are fixed properly, the same as they did in the old Soviet Union. And there's a big connection between the old Soviet Union and those who rule it and those who fled out of it and now run everything else. Big connection, folks. So I'll put this up tonight, too, because mental health is going to be a big, big part of all of this that's going to come out of these laws, guarantee you. That's been after this for a long time, and now they have their excuse. And the whole story stinks like all the other stories of these kind of mass shootings. Stinks to high heaven. Nothing makes sense. I mean, one of, the, one, one of the stories that came out from mainstream said that inside the school it was riddled with these two, two, three bullets and there was empty cartridges everywhere. And yet the, the, the same story says he was found with two pistols, not, not the rifle, that fired these two, two, three bullets. And they found the rifle in his trunk of his car. Well, who was doing all the shooting, the two, two, three bullets? Just simple things like that. It's, it's always the same. Always the same. And also... This article here, again, uh, is announced plans Obama is for a new gun control initiative, saying he's tasked Vice President Biden with coming up with a set of proposals to restrict access to automatic weapons, such as the one used in last week's shooting that left 28 people dead. He said he expects Biden, a long-time gun control advocate, to work with a team of people from both sides of the political spectrum before presenting proposals by the end of January. 
and their task is going to be sift through every good idea that's out there and even take a look at some bad ideas before disposing of them and come up with a concrete set of recommendations in about a month, said Obama, speaking from the White House. I'd hope our memories aren't so short that we saw in Newton isn't lingering with us what we saw, that we don't remain passionate about it a month later. Obama said he plans to push legislation without delay following the report from Biden's team and urge Congress to hold votes on the new law next year. Now, the same group that wanted to bring uh, Sovietization to the world and then split off from, this, from the old uh, Stalin stuff, eventually when he turned on them, they became Trotskyists, you understand, and they all ran on, on into the West. As I say, they had lots of them got professorships right away and were flooded to the universities and so on and started teaching their social sciences, as they like to call it. A lot of it was just pure Marxism. Other ones was camouflage Marxism. But their whole purpose was to radicalize students, radicalize students to question and go against all the whole existing system, and not to help them and free them, but so that the same group could then dominate them and become the dominant minority. That's happened. That's what happened, folks. Now, in this wonderful U.S., you know, which they still sing is free, you know, and it's in their songs and all, but SWAT cops are to ask for IDs from everyone in an Arkansas town. It says there isn't a lot to do in Paragould, Arkansas, but residents of the town of barely 25,000 seem to have no problem finding trouble. Now, in order to curb the rising crime rate, the city is proposing heavily armed police patrols to uh, the streets on foot. It says, but also shows you an armored vehicle there, too. At a town hall meeting on Thursday, Mayor Mike Gaskell and Police Chief Todd Stovall endorsed a plan to send cops dressed in full-fledged SWAT gear and equipped with AR-15s into downtown Paragool starting in 2013. So once again, you, you see all this focus on uh, any, any military-style equipment being taken from the public. Uh, while you're living in a police state where they're getting more and more of this stuff all the time, you know, all the latest of everything, every toy the military's using, the cops have got. Uh, that's a scary, a scary thing to witness, you understand, when you know the history, the, the world's history, especially in the 20th century. The militarized police force will be tasked with trying to control a crime rate that has made Paragould an increasingly dangerous place to live in recent years. And then they give you the stats, as always, which are always off. I mean, statistics and uh, uh, it's like it's true. Uh, I think it was Roosevelt and others have said the same quote, you know, uh, that, that um, there's lies, then there's damn lies, and then there are statistics. In other words, you can't argue with science. It gives the appearance of science to get what they want. It's the same with polls. Most folk are herd animals. They want to join the winning bunch. And so when they hear oh, 80%, 90% want this, they'll join and want it too. This is what they believe, you see. There's actually histories on the cons that they, when they first came out with polling, the whole idea was to do just that, to con the rest. Anyway, it says, um, the militarized police force, and there you go, militarized police force will be tasked with trying to control a crime rate. And Paragold's an increasingly dangerous place to live, blah, blah, blah. It says, this fear is what's given us a reason to do this. Once I have stats and people saying they're not scared, we can do this. In order to bring crime down, residents of Paragould may soon have to endure police officers brandishing semi-automatic assault rifles on, on the regular, on the regular, it says. Bad way of writing. It says, what's more, Stovall says, is he intends to have the cops collecting identification from everyone and anyone in an attempt to discourage criminal activity. This is beyond the Stasi in East Germany. If you're, if you're out walking, we're going to stop you and ask you why you're out walking and check for your ID. 
the Daily Press reports from saying during last week's meeting, that's daytime as well, uh, to ask you for ID, I have to have a reason. He said, well, I've got statistical reasons. So there you go. Statistics are those reasons. Let's say I've got a lot of crime right now, which gives me probable cause to ask what you're doing out. Then when I add that people are scared, then that gives us even more reason to ask why you're, you're here and what you're doing in this area. Well, you don't get kind of scared if, I, if these guys are dressed up in military gear. You've had years of propaganda from the TV, the mainstream media, and the militarized culture from Hollywood to make you scared, you know. And, and then they're going to, what are you going to do next? Well, they'll probably do all their cavity searches and all the rest of it next too, in broad daylight. They actually did that to two women in the States there, and it's from the raw story. I'll put that up tonight as well. You'll see the video, and uh, you'll see this kind of butch-type uh, creature um, with the usual shape too, uh, putting on gloves to do body statues in the street, on the roadside. There's cars passing the whole bit. And she used the same gloves to do both of them, and she goes into the anus and the vagina with the same gloves, folks. This is America the Free. Is it? <laughs> Soon after the Paragould Dairy Press picked up the story, news of the small town's efforts to enforce martial law began making headlines outside of Arkansas. On Sunday, Stovall authorized an explanation on the Paragould Police Department website to clarify how exactly the proposed street crimes unit will interact with citizens. Says most often this identification process will be nothing more than making contact with a subject. Your subjects now, you see kind of like the British subjects under the Queen, handing them a business card and asking if they live in the area and if there's anything we can do for them. Oh, they're just standing there with you know, bayonets and, and, and assault rifles and a whole bit. What, what, what can you do for them? Will you open this tin can for me, please? I've lost my can opener. During hours in which crime seems to be more prevalent, however, Chief Stovall says her process will become more stringent. We'll be asking for picture identification. We'll be ascertaining where the subject lives and what they're doing in the area. We'll be keeping a record of those we contact. He adds that the program will not violate the constitutional rights of Paragool citizens, claiming once we have an area that shows a high crime rate or a high call volume, it's our duty and obligation to find out why this is occurring and what we can do to prevent the trend from continuing. Therefore, identifying subjects in those problem areas help us to solve crimes and hopefully to prevent future crimes. So, there you go, folks. Yep. There you go. And as I said, too, the two women sued Texas troopers for legal roadside cavity search. And it says, uh, a federal lawsuit filed by two Irving women claimed that the Texas state troopers humiliated them by performing illegal cavity searches on the side of the road after a cigarette butt was thrown out of the car window. The state trooper, David Farrell, called in a female trooper, well, kind of, to perform cavity searches of Angel Dobbs, 38 and her 24-year-old niece, Ashley Dobbs, because he said that he smelled marijuana and the women were acting weird. Well, folk get kind of weird when you're pulled over today with cops who can taser you to shoot you. Angel Dobbs recalled that the female trooper, Kelly Hellison, asked for her permission to perform the search and then told her to shut up and just listen. Dashcam video shows Helson searching the anuses and vaginas of both women with the same latex gloves, didn't change them or anything for either women or between the anus and the vagina, in full view of other passing cars. At this point, I'm in clear shock, can't even believe it's happening, says Angel Dobbs and so on. So, uh, she says it's because um, that shall, it says if someone's a daily smoker in that car, you can attribute to that. The trooper can be heard telling Angel Dobbs. So if you're a smoker, that's what they're going to do to you now. That's good enough. 
It's because someone's a daily smoker in that car, and that's just a crime today, even though it's legal to buy smokes, although they don't want you to smoke. Yep. God bless America, eh? The land of the free and all that. Now, we know too that Monsanto and all the big boys are taking over all of the, of the, basically the farms. Uh, the, the New World Order will only have international corporations running your whole food supply. It's pretty well there. Just like international corporations uh, put out all the small uh, grocery stores. Uh, they also put out all your hardware stores and everything else. They give you Walmarts and Home Depots and all these things. And uh, the same thing with your farms. So they're going for big time all the farms. Uh, and it says, milk prices could hit $6 a gallon without the farm bill resolution. So this is scare tactics. Milwaukee, it's a nation inches towards the economic fiscal cliff. Oh, fiscal cliff, here we go. Anxiety is growing in farm country, but an obscure tangent of the Washington political standoff that reaches into the dairy industry and indirectly into the household budgets of consumers who buy milk and cheese. Little notice in the struggle over major looming tax increases and spending cuts is that the outcome could also affect the farm bill in which Congress didn't complete action this year after it expired in September. Agriculture industry leaders hope the farm legislation can be added to any uh, final fiscal package before the end of the year. But if no fiscal agreement is reached and the farm legislation is left adrift, farmers could face the prospect of returning to an antiquated system for pricing milk that would bring big price increases for consumers. So they're using this as an excuse. If you don't sign this again, you go back to the dark ages. Actually, it was a lot cheaper back then than milk. So it's a scare tactic, that article, to get people to go along and have it signed. And even call it milk today after they've, you know, they've boiled the hell out of it. And uh, they take so many nourishment, much nourishment out in other ways as well. And then they homogenize it to make sure you'll die of heart attacks and stuff. Uh, you understand, you, this is a war. These are war tactics. These are real war tactics. and They call it total war. Including sterilizing people and everything. That's total war. They put them all sterile bit by bit. They don't even know what's happening themselves. And it's all a big mystery in the medical, you know, associations. Oh, it's a mystery. And wellness. This is the big con. You understand you're in Orwell's land because he was writing about this particular, uh, ideology that I've been mentioning since the beginning of the broadcast tonight. And he knew who was behind it too, of course. And Orwell gave you all the crazy stuff in his book 1984 and double speak and double think and all this stuff. And here they are with their double think, this, this crazy thing. Uh, for, for Remember when uh, the, the head of the Federal Reserve said, I'm going to promote wellness, you know, well-being, gross well-being rather than GDP. As they bring into austerity, you, you're going to feel great, folks, great folks. And this is a worldwide law. You know, it's all over the world now. The UN's managing all. Getting you all trained. They've even got professionals going around areas and doing surveys with people and, and finding ways to help them become happier with their poverty. You understand what's happening here? Australia's largest not-for-profit uh, private health insurer, HCF, has launched its new generation wellness portal, coinciding with a new survey commissioned by the company, which says Australians have become more proactive in managing their health. And I've mentioned a similar one before. So the Commission Pure Profile to undertake the survey of more than 1,000 people to coincide with the relaunch of its web-based service, My Health Guardian, with key enhancements to help members to improve their health and well-being. Now, there's another article here about it, too. It's all getting taught through the schools worldwide. 
didn't just happen by itself. You understand you're run by massive organizations, intricate Intricate organizations, right down to the tiniest detail on every aspect of life, folks. You don't have governments. You really don't. There is a super government. It's been here for a long time. This is inside school research. It says child well-being up in spite. Well, it's really are well in here. In spite of greater poverty than index shows. It's working. It's working. See? Choco rations is up. And it says America's children and their families are showing greater resilience and support in the face of rising poverty. That's now wiped out the historic financial gains of the 1990s, according to the Foundation for Child Development's annual Child Well-Being Index. Isn't that wonderful? You know, we should all cheer that one. Should we all cheer? Are we all happy? Are you going to celebrate their happiness and their wellness? Because what's we're supposed to do nowadays is celebrate everybody else's strange things. The New York City-based group announced this morning that overall child well-being is up more than 5%. See, it's back to percentages. Just right out of Orwell. You've got to to read the book and actually see the movies. Orwell's 1984. It's all done by statistics and stuff, too. all through the movie. You hear the the voice in the background shouting out these fake statistics. It says, um, it began a generation ago in 1975, it says. The index is a composite of 28 indicators of both children's environmental and economic environments and their own behaviours. Is any behaviourism again, you see? This year, those environmental factors continue to be a hurdle rather than a lift for children, according to Deborah E. Phillips, the foundation's president. The group's family economic well-being indicators have fallen in the past decade, including rising poverty, falling median income, and less secure parental employment, all show to be associated with higher chronic stress on children and families. By God, what would we do without experts, eh? Huh? It's on a massive salary, probably a couple of million a year. From 2001 to 2011, the percentage of children living in families below the poverty line has increased from 15.6% to 21.4%. A third of this increase in child poverty occurred between 2001 and 2007, before the most recent, I will add, bank crash on cue, recession. They don't call it, call it depressions anymore. You can't have depression when you've got gross well-being, you know. Since when we've had recessions, you do see steeper increases in child poverty for sure, but I think what's showing up is a much more fundamental failure of our social policies that guaranteed children will not grow up in poverty, Phillips said. We've wiped out economic gains in the past 35 years. But it doesn't matter. Gross well-being children is up. Because of the electronic toys are getting cheaper. Back with more after this. Hi folks, I'm back and we're cutting through the matrix. Now you know that everything that starts with the military ends up getting pushed across the all societies, whatever it happens to be. And uh, especially to do with warfare techniques, since there are people who are at war with all of us, because we're all crazy apparently. The whole world's crazy, we need psychologists and psychiatrists, all the ones that came out of the Freudian schools, who again were attached to, to the same groups again, to do with the Frankfurt School and so on, to change the world. They want to alter us all, you see. But it says DARPA wants to install transcranial ultrasonic mind control devices in soldiers' helmets. 
And so they've been trying to crawl inside the minds of soldiers for a while. But they've a new ultrasound technology could let them get deeper inside than ever. Working at a DARPA grant, researchers at the Arizona State is developing transcranial pulsed ultrasound technology that could be implanted in troops' battle helmets, allowing soldiers to manipulate brain functions to boost alertness, relieve stress, or even reduce the effects of traumatic brain injury, it says. So it's always it's to do with manipulating the brain to enhance warfighting capabilities. Dr. William G. Tyler, an assistant professor of life sciences at, at ASU, writes on the, the Department of Defense's Armed with Science blog, this is from the military, to overcome the above limitations, my laboratory has engineered, has engineered a novel technology which implements transcranial pulsed ultrasound to remotely and directly stimulate brain circuits without requiring surgery. Further, we have shown this ultrasonic uh, neuromodulation approach confers a spatial resolution approximately five times greater than TMS and can exert its effects upon subcortical brain circuits deep within the brain. And you think they can't control people, folks? This has all been done from, you know, from distances before. The same technology. Same technology. And then again, I'll put up this one here. The United States General gives testimony on radio frequency weapons. And it's, uh, it's um, General Robert I, uh, Robert L. Um, Schweitzer. Uh, he gives a talk on radio frequency weapons. I'll put that up tonight too. And it shows you all the different names of the different types I've got at the bottom of this particular website. But they've got all this stuff out there. They've had it for years and years and years. They've tested it on the general public. And... Uh, uh, you can have amazing consequences on the public, believe you me. No one's immune to them pretty well. If it's trained on you, 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 aren't, you aren't immune to it. And it goes way, way back a hundred years as to kind of technology. Tesla was into ways to knock out whole cities and um, put them unconscious. And, of course, it would actually kill you as well. But, I mean, they do have the, these so-called non-lethal, which can be turned up to be lethal weapons, and it's been out for a long, long time. They can actually target individuals as well. And uh, and they have been testing out in the publics elsewhere, you know, in different countries. All countries have been testing out, actually, by the military. They never tell the public, oh, do you mind being a volunteer? Just actually do it and watch your behavior. Maybe they can make you do anything, anything at all. And then what happens? You take the can. Who's going to believe you? And then, of course, everybody who knows you will say, geez, there was such a, a nice person. Can't, can't imagine him ever doing anything like that, you know, which probably be the truth to themselves. It wouldn't have happened at all. You live in a very scientifically controlled world, folks. And nothing on any large scale, any scale like this, happens by coincidence. Even these shootings are planned like a military-style exercise with incredible precision, with all the loose ends that just don't make any sense at all. And even in that bat late Batman movie, The Dark Knights, it's true enough, it's in the movie. They have a map there, the target site is Sandy Hook. And on a building, there's Aurora and neon lights in that movie. Hollywood isn't part of this, is it, with all its predictive programming? Or triggering, perhaps? From Hamish Marcel from Ontario, Canada, it's good night, me or God or your gods go with you. <laughs>